Welcome to another edition of your Honest series here on the City Business Festival. This is our fifth and final week as we now look at agri and agribusiness. The City Business Festival is brought to you by APSA with support from MTN, GIPC, Gersal and IT Consortium. This week we want to try and understand agriculture as an industry. And we've already said that this week is really sponsored by Gersal because they have a big, big event on Wednesday where they'll be bringing stakeholders in the agricultural sector together to discuss important aspects of the sector. Today we'll be speaking to the Chief Operating Officer of Gersal to understand the issues of import substitution and why financing agriculture is important for that sector. He's called Techi Sraha. Good morning Techi, welcome to the segment. Good morning Bernard and good morning to your listeners and viewers. Fantastic. Gersal is a very interesting acronym. Gersa is Ghana Incentive-Based Risk Sharing System for Agric Lending. Is it a new organization? Yeah, we, we've been uh, operating since July uh, 2019. Mm -hmm. And uh, Gersa was uh, established as a non-bank financial institution uh, by the government of Ghana to help the uh, risk lending to the agric sector by the financial institutions. And by so doing, stimulate uh, investment uh, to that sector. So which means that the major bottleneck for lending to agric is risk. Yes. So the role gets up is to help reduce. When you say the risk, it's reduce yeah, the risk. Yeah, reduce this and make uh, lending to the sector uh, comfortable for, 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 for the financial institution. I so know you, we all uh, have this perception that agric is a, a risky uh, sector for lending. And because of that perception, I mean, uh, financial institutions are also very uh, careful or reluctant in, in lending to, to, to the sector. And if you look at the uh, lending to the sector, I mean, fr from the Bank of Ghana uh, uh, data, lending to the sector as a percentage of the total commercial lending, we're talking about less than 4%. Though from where we sit, uh, we think it's, it's more than more than that because uh, because of the way uh, the classification of uh, lending to agric is uh, being done currently. But the official uh, figures is about four percent. You're uh, right because I was reviewing the financials of some banks, mm. and I think they categorize agric as maybe purely lending to somebody in the production. Yeah. Whereas if they lend somebody in say insecticides, they may not see it directly as a Greek. Right. So you think that the portfolio is much bigger? Yeah, much bigger because for example, uh, most banks don't don't uh, book a lending to uh, let's say cocoa. The the license buying companies who purchase cocoa as a Greek they, they may classify them under service and finance. But cocoa uh, buying is an aggregation activity along the value chain of the cocoa uh, commodity uh, so is the way that we, we, we classify uh, lending to agri you yep. think it's, it, it should be more it should be more but be that as it may what the, the work gets out does will obviously increase the quality and the quantity of lending to agriculture uh, definitely mm. because we, we set up uh, to use uh, our risking instrument. We have uh, two of, of, of that. Uh, we have the uh, credit uh, mm -hmm. sharing facility, which we use to uh, provide credit guarantees on loans that uh, financial institutions lend to agribusinesses. 
and and through that uh, what it means is that as a, a commercial bank or a financial institution if you receive an application let's say one, uh, one million uh, we, we share the risk with you and our risk sharing can go up to 70 percent of the principal amount mm -hmm. so which means that if we we guarantee 70 percent of uh, one million we, we're telling you that there's seven hundred thousand if on the likely event uh, the loan goes bad uh, gesa will be there too so it to gives provide. a bit of comfort to the bank definitely so eventually the excuse the banks give and i use excuse advisedly it could be reason that they can't lend because it's too risky hopefully that reduces yeah yeah with with, with this uh, uh, scheme Amazing. and again our our technical uh, uh, assistant component is also uh, structured in a way to build the capacity of the staff of the financial institution to uh, in terms of enhancing their knowledge in agriculture and agribusiness so that in a way they will be able to assess uh, better some of the applications that come to them oh, and wow. also structure it, it better and so it's not just the de risking aspect but you also do capacity building yeah, yeah, yeah. so you work with the agri units of banks yes so uh, since we started operation we collaborating with the national banking college where we've uh, uh, we running a three model uh, training program for all staff of financial institutions we mm. just want everybody to understand agri so that the the relationship manager who is the point first point of call when an agree proposal <laughs> is received at least it will not be something that uh, will not receive a favorable response which means that we probably need more agri trained or agri oriented bankers as well so if a farmer or somebody who's tra training agriculture is in a bank you're probably more favorable to to lend to the sector so a lot of it is also misunderstanding of the way the value That's chain right. works uh, the way if uh, the the uh, understanding of these value chains are are, are, are not uh, there then the way you even uh, structure the facility uh, will be will be problematic because uh, agriculture works on cycles mm. okay mm. so if i'm a maize farmer and i need uh, a loan and part of the loan i have to apply to buy seed or prepare land and I apply that this facility should be available at the time uh, that the rains are there and need to be prepared uh, for planting. And the, uh, because the appreciation of these circuits is not there and the bank delays, then you are setting up. You give me the money when uh, yeah, you have you are setting up that business. So, so that's an interesting yeah. insight. So even understanding the cycles of different crops yeah, and it's, things it's, it's, it's helps very, to even tailor the, the, the amount. Very, uh, very wow. important. Amazing stuff. Alright, so this is the CT Business Festival. Today is the beginning of our conversations on agri and agribusiness. My guest is the COO of GESAL. He's explained what the acronym is. I'm sure by the end of the show I'll get the full name. But uh, Techitra is helping us appreciate what GESAL does. We'll talk a bit about import substitution shortly and why three key value chains are important for Ghana to develop. But I just wanted to go back to this organization. It started in 2019. Yeah. Why is the Bank of Ghana involved in this? Because, is it, just give me some insight, what, what role do they play in this? <laughs> okay, actually the whole conception of GESA uh, started somewhere in 2014, when uh, our currency was having uh, some challenges. As, as we, are, we are seeing now and 
when the you look at the the causes of some of these uh, challenges it was the fact that we importing a lot of uh, agricultural commodities and some of these commodities we, we have the the capacity and the environment to to produce them here so that's the time during that time then the bank of ghana got in touch with uh, mofa on how to address some of these uh, challenges and through discussion with the with the CEOs of the financial uh, institution and agribusiness. There was then the suggestion that if government comes out with a, a, a system or a scheme that provides some comfort to the financial institution, they will be able to learn and then uh, make uh, financing available to agribusinesses to be able to produce some of these commodities that uh, wow. we, we So it's, it's, been, it's been something that has been well thought through yeah, yeah. and developed and, and over the Bank years. of Ghana has been very instrumental. Even the, the seed capital of 200 million that we started uh, this scheme with was provided by Bank, Bank of Ghana. And then the government through Ministry of Finance also yeah. uh, uh, took a, a, a facility from Agri Agricultural uh, African Development Bank uh, to, to, AFDB. Support, yeah, to support. Which that. means the monetary side of our economic, macroeconomic policy realizes that with the poor development of agri and agribusiness, there's more pressure on the currency because we have to import more. Definitely. Which is why import substitution becomes a yeah, key very, very focus of gas. Definitely. Mm. Because if uh, you look you look at the figures in 2019, we imported about 1.9 billion wow. uh, US dollars. Dollars? Of food and agriculture related products almost, into, almost two billion dollars this country and wow. the, the prominent uh, 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 commodities were rice uh, wheat uh, soya bean and poultry rice wheat soya bean and poultry and, poultry. and uh, uh, aside wheat all the three major ones we, we can produce them here uh, competitively if uh, the right strategies are, are adopted this is interesting. So let's just clarify something. The difference between what Gersal is doing and the Anchor Lenders Program. I'm, I'm bringing this up because I remember a few months ago, there was this big story about the rice pyramid in Nigeria, yeah. which was a drive championed by the Central Bank of Nigeria. And they created something they call the Anchor Lenders Program with some monies made available for cooperatives through the banks. How different is what we are doing with Gersau from that Uncle Lenders program the Nigerian Central Bank did? Okay. Uh, the way we operate as Gersa and, and, and Nessa are, are totally different. Though we have certain uh, similarities. Uh, the Uncle uh, Lenders program, if I understand, is a special uh, uh, program that was set up for the uh, central bank to provide money to agribusiness mm. direct okay. uh, through uh, the financial institutions with uh, uh, NASA providing uh, support in that uh, direction. Uh, but in Ghana, the way we work is the the agri uh, the financial institutions are our primary primary stakeholders, and uh, NASA. I mean, when we started, we went to uh, NESA. The, their seed capital then was, if if I uh, I remember, uh, five hundred million 
US dollars. That was given to them to start. Uh, when we started, we had uh, roughly uh, around 50 uh, million uh, seed capital. So it's we much were smaller. Yeah, we are, we are much smaller. So there's restriction with respect to what we can do. But we, uh, for us, our strategy was that the we deal directly with the uh, financial institutions. Mm -hmm. They have the the, 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 the the funds to provide to 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 the to the to the agri businesses. Mm -hmm. uh, we did this because of the uh, you know the moral hazard uh, that is involved. Mm -hmm. There have been programs that. Uh, government have directly given uh, and people see it as <laughs> free money. Yes. So uh, the strategy is to work through the banks, give them the, the assurance that uh, should anything go bad, we, we provide that support uh, mm -hmm. for you to, to, to wow. continue lending. This is the City Business mm -hmm. Festival and we're talking agri and agribusiness. My guest is the Chief Operating Officer of Gersal. We'll come back and talk more about import substitution and also talk about some of the things they will be doing at Gersau this week because they have a very important conversation for the nation about agriculture as well. Stay with us. The entire month of June has been dedicated to business on City TV and 97.3 City FM. The City Business Festival will give entrepreneurs, SMEs, and individuals the needed insights and knowledge to advance their businesses. Join the weekly business forums every Tuesday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. live on City TV for discussions on various thematic areas each week, beginning with Week 1, Reimagining the Digital Economy. Week 2, Reset your SME after COVID-19. Week 3, the Ghana Opportunity. Week 4, Consumer Market. Week 5, Agribusiness. Also, tune in every weekday morning for the City Business Festival on-air series on the City Breakfast Show on 97.3 City FM to acquire the information you need to kickstart, grow, improve, strengthen, and expand your business. There will be a lesson for every business with the City Business Festival this June only on City TV, 97.3 CDFM and on CNR Digital. The City Business Festival, proudly sponsored by Absa Bank and supported by MTN Momo, MTN Business, IT Consortium, the Ghana Investment Promotion Center, and Gersol. Welcome back to the City Business Festival. This week is our fifth and final week, and we're focused on agri and agribusiness. The festival is brought to you by APSA with support from MTN, Gersal, GIPC, and IT Consortium. My guest is the Chief Operating Officer of Gersal, Tichi Sraha. So let's talk about import substitution. You have a very startling statistic that last year we spent close to $2 billion importing food and food-related items. Right. And the four you mentioned, we produced three here. Rice, uh, poultry, tomato, and wheat. Or was it rice? Soya. Soya. So yeah. rice, poultry, soya, soya, soya and wheat. Yeah. Good. So let's come to rice as a starting point. Obviously, right. that's the one we spend most money on. Yeah. What is the nature of the value chain that makes it difficult for us to be self-sufficient in rice production? For which reason, we have to import from Thailand, Vietnam, China, and US. Okay. So, Abby, if we talk about the value chain, we're talking about the, the input uh, suppliers, uh, primary production, mm -hmm. the aggregation, processing, and marketing. Mm -hmm. 
in the in the rice sector mm -hmm. uh, as you may be aware over the years uh, government have initiated a number of uh, initiatives mm -hmm. all in support of uh, production mm -hmm. because uh, the let's say the last 10 or so years uh, our local production mm -hmm. was quite low and as such that uh, led to import coming to fill in the uh, the gap so these uh, initiatives including the, the current planting for food and jobs uh, have increased uh, production of paddy to about uh, 987,000 uh, metric tons mm -hmm. which uh, in uh, equivalent terms we're talking about 620,000 uh, metric tons of male rice but this is not <laughs> sufficient uh, to meet uh, our our national uh, consumption which mm -hmm. Uh, estimates puts around uh, 1.4, 1.5 mm -hmm. uh, uh, million uh, metric tons. So over the years, imports have uh, fed into this, and uh, currently we're doing like uh, 700,000 uh, metric tons of import. Mm -hmm. uh, that comes, as you said, that comes uh, from uh, Vietnam, Indonesia, our Asian countries. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and the the the, the issues that has uh, militate against we uh, catching up with uh, this import is the fact that uh, our production uh, uh, in terms of farm level uh, yields are, are low mm -hmm. as a result of the quality of uh, seeds that uh, farmers are using. I must say that over the years there has been uh, development of uh, uh, varieties that are uh, uh, it's the same as those that the, our Asian uh, uh, farmers are using, which uh, farmers are, are planting. But because of the uh, nature of their production system, most of the farmers, I mean, smallholders constitute a large chunk of the rice farmers, and they still uh, produce under rain-fed conditions with limited uh, irrigation facilities. And as such, uh, it has an impact on the, on the yield. Because uh, they can uh, get the the current yield is around uh, three point two eight per hectare, which the the, 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 the potential is about uh, six uh, metric tons or per hectare. So we need to improve that. On on top of that, the the harvesting and threshing technologies are also not appropriate. Uh, uh, we have not mechanized our system such enough that uh, farmers have access to combined harvesters to mm -hmm. be able to harvest uh, the rice and uh, the paddy in an appropriate uh, manner that ensures that the quality of paddy mm -hmm. that our processes are, are getting will help them achieve the, the recovery rate that uh, is uh, the, uh, achieved in other, other areas. So. Uh, mechanization with re respect to our harvesting mm. and threshing system is also uh, need to be improved. And all of this needs money yes. to be invested, invested in. in. What about milling capacity? Is that targeted in the uh, lending within the rice side? The private sector have invested in milling capacity. Okay. Then uh, estimates put our current 
uh, capacity at around 500 metric tons, which will be equivalent to process enough uh, to, to meet the, 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 the imports that we get. But some of these uh, 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 processing plants will need retooling, changing some uh, components to be able to, uh, to mill rice to the quality of those uh, imported. So the milling capacity is there. Mm -hmm. uh, there are a few of the rice uh, uh, processes that we've guaranteed through some banks uh, uh, to improve on their, 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 their milling capacity, uh, change some, some components to be able to operate efficiently. I see. You also mentioned uh, soya. Yeah. And then you mentioned poultry, poultry. which are related. Yeah. Just talk to me a bit about the value chain issues there and how you see this increased lending transforming those two sectors. Right. So uh, soya is uh, a major <laughs> input in, in feed. Poultry feed. For, for, for poultry, maize and soya. Mm -hmm. And uh, I must say the last few years uh, have seen uh, increase in uh, soya, soya production. Mm -hmm. right? not to the level that will meet the industry requirement. Okay. And interestingly, uh, some exporters also came into the scene and uh, buying and exporting. Mm. So uh, the maize and soya uh, co uh, constitute about seven, uh, 60 to 70 percent of the, of the feed component of poultry. And because, uh, for example, maize, uh, uh, we are not produce. I would I would say most of our production are from uh, smallholder uh, uh, systems. Uh, we have few uh, commercial farms. Maybe you can count about five large-scale commercial uh, maize production. So uh, we have efficiencies in in, in production. Yields uh, are low, and as such, cost of maize is is is, is very high. And what is available is also not enough to feed uh, ourselves for food, for consumption, and also for, for industry and, and, and for poultry. So uh, in that area, I think we, we need to, uh, in addition to the current support mm -hmm. to the smallholders, we also have to prioritize medium to large scale uh, production of maize. Mm. Uh, to be able to produce in large quantities uh, and also as a nation focus on uh, developing some strategic uh, uh, food reserves mm -hmm. one to to uh, to stabilize uh, prices and also make uh, these products available to strategic to, stock yeah very important so you are going to support large scale or you are hoping that the finances will support large-scale yeah. maize yeah. production right. so that the, f the price fluctuations will reduce right. and the dependence on imports will come down. Because if, if we, these uh, large-scale producers mm -hmm. have the technology and know-how to be able to produce efficiently and achieve the, the, the potential yields, mm. uh, that will make uh, uh, prices, uh, I mean, stabilize prices and also... Uh, uh, increase uh, uh, output and so in this directly influence the, the poultry industry that's right so in that so the poultry because bottleneck is feed feed mm -hmm. and if we are producing efficiently mm -hmm. the cost of uh, uh, the feed ingredient uh, is likely to come down 
So you may not even expect banks to give money directly to poultry farmers. Just by investing in maize and soy, yeah. soya, you're basically solving their feed problem, and which is the main reason why a lot of them are not profitable. Yeah, so uh, we, we also look at value chain financing. Mm -hmm. For mm -hmm. example, if you, the, the maize farmer requires, uh, the poultry farmer <laughs> mm -hmm. depends on the, the, the maize or the, 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 the uh, soya producer. Mm -hmm. So if as a financial institution, you are financing the poultry industry. You should be interested in financing those uh, players who provide the input for 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 the poultry farmer. In that way, is you make it uh, easy mm. for the poultry farmer to 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 be successful in uh, what okay. they are doing. Let, let's talk about tomato. Yeah. What baffles me is how <laughs> Ghana being a more tropical country than Burkina Faso. Mm -hmm. Burkina is more Sahelian. We rather import or depend on them for some of their tomatoes. Is it just the type? Is it a financing issue? What's the? Is it the type of tomato we plant? What do you know about the tomato challenges? Uh, the the what I know has to do with the variety. All right. Okay. The the, the variety that they, they grow over there. The the, the re research has been able to develop. Mm. Uh, the type that is adaptable to their 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 conditions mm -hmm. is uh, is what the, the 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 commercial operators like. It has long uh, shelf life, uh, less watery, and also the the bricks and color is good. <laughs> okay, and they have invested to do that. Um, uh, I must say uh, that is what uh, we have to do, and I know. Through the uh, agri component of the Ghana case of Batampa uh, uh, pro uh, program, uh, research is being supported to develop certain commercial uh, varieties uh, for, for, for the industry. I see. But I must say, uh, tomato production, especially on a large scale, is, is a difficult uh, uh, venture. Mm. And we are yet, as uh, a country, to be able to. A perfect mm. that that production because it's uh, tomato is susceptible to a lot of fungal diseases. Mm. And if your production uh, system is not well perfected, mm. I mean, uh, it leads to a lot of uh, uh, losses. Yeah. Let's talk about your stakeholder convening advocacy platform. So, mm. apart from the de-risking and the capacity building you do for yeah. banks, I notice you are also trying to create a platform for conversation about agriculture, yeah. bringing stakeholders together. Just, just give me some background into that and what's going to happen on Wednesday. Okay. So, uh, where we sit, as I indicated, we've been operating for the last three years. And where we sit, mm -hmm. we, and the, the, some of the uh, proposal that has come to us, we realize that there are a lot of challenges mm -hmm. that the, the agri-business sector uh, faces. But, we see these challenges as, as risks. And if uh, such challenges are not uh, addressed, they feed into the already perception that uh, agric is a, a risky venture and as such uh, put off some, uh, the, the financial institution and even investment to that sector. So uh, what we, as part of our strategic focus going into the next five years is to champion uh, some of these issues and see how they can 
be be addressed. So the the Wednesday's uh, uh, forum, we we seek to bring together uh, uh, stakeholders within the agri sector, and we're looking at uh, setting up together with the stakeholders an agri business uh, platform, which will be a multi-stakeholder uh, group that comes together. Uh, initiate discussion uh, to address certain issues mm -hmm. in the in the agri sector. So, just generally, what are your final thoughts on the prospects for the sector? The main driver of the of the economy, and if we promote agri uh, commodities, it spreads uh, export, brings in uh, foreign exchange. And also help feed our 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 population. So, if the focus is to uh, as a country to to uh, to promote agriculture with funding support, the technical support, then it will help improve our economy. Brilliant. We've been speaking to Techis Raha, who is the chief operating officer of Gersal, and they are partners for this week's version of the City Business Festival. Indeed, they've been our media, one of our sponsors for the whole month. And this week, they will be having a very important stakeholder forum, agriculture stakeholder convening and advocacy platform on the theme, Redefining Ghana's Agriculture Transformation Agenda. And there will be some key people from both the Bank of Ghana, the Ministry of Agri, as well as people in the agri value chain discussing the sector. That's a good set-off for us for this week. Hope you've learned something new. My name is Bernard Avle. Thank you for watching. We'll be with you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks. Yeah. Challenges are not uh, addressed. They feed into the already perception that uh, agri is a, a risky venture and as such uh, put off the, sub, uh, the, the financial institution and even investment to that sector. So uh, what we as part of our strategic focus going into the next five years is to champion uh, some of these issues and see how they can be be addressed so the the wednesday's uh, uh, forum we we seek to bring together uh, uh, stakeholders within the agri sector and we're looking at uh, setting up together with the stakeholder and agribusiness uh, platform, which will be a multi-stakeholder uh, group that comes together, uh, initiate discussion to address certain issues mm -hmm. in the in the agri sector. Sounds good. Uh, we look forward to, to hearing in the, that, mm -hmm. that event will be live on City. So we'll be, we'll be hearing from some very interesting and insightful people. So just generally, what are your final thoughts on the prospects for the sector? Agri has been like um, a motherless child for a long time, <laughs> but it feels like um, there's more interest and conversation about Agri now. How optimistic are you that in how many years time Ghana can become self-sufficient in some of the core staples? Yeah. So if if uh, for us, we, we, and uh, Agri is the main driver of the of the economy. And if we promote agri uh, commodities, 
its spare uh, export brings in uh, uh, foreign exchange and also help feed our 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 population so if the focus is to uh, as a country to to uh, to promote agriculture with funding support the technical support then it will help improve our economy brilliant we've been speaking to Techis Raha who is the chief operating officer of Gersal and they are partners for this week's version of the city business festival indeed they've been our media one of our sponsors for the whole month and this week they will be having a very important stakeholder forum agriculture stakeholder convening and advocacy platform on the theme redefining Ghana's agriculture transformation agenda and there will be some key people from both the Bank of Ghana the Ministry of Agri as well as people in the agri value chain discussing the sector that's a good set off for us for this week hope you've learned something new my name is Ben Adavlet we'll be with you next time bye bye <music>